Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of the Theater Podcast: Intimate Personal Conversations with Theater's Biggest Names. I'm Jillian Hockman, and I'm Alan Seals. And today we just had a wonderful conversation with uh, Michaela Diamond, who is currently Babe in the Share Show. And oh my gosh, again, like I, I feel like I'm saying this, repeating myself, saying this every time, but like every interview is my new favorite. You know, but she's so great. <laughs> uh, what did you think about it? I am. I- Right away off the bat meeting her, she does not feel like she's 19 years old. She's 19. She's 19 years old. She has this this air, this professionalism to her that is so, like, you can't learn that. You can't go to school for that. You can't, um, you can't read it about it in a book. It's something you have. It's part of her personality, and it is just infectious. Yeah, she actually, she tells a story in, in, the, in the interview here of, like, she got the call, they wanted to see her again, and, and it was kind of apparent that they wanted her, but it was just a test to see if she could take notes to test the professionalism. Yeah. And of course, like she nailed it. She got the part. And at 18, um, without any uh, professional Broadway credits or th- really any professional theater credits to her name at that point, like Cher Show is her first break, her first role, a breakout role for everything. And I hope, gosh, she is just so talented. I hope it continues. I, uh, I'm also fascinated by her hair and how she fits it. In that wig, and she told us all the secrets, and I can't wait for you to hear them. Oh, yes. Yeah, she she did interview in uh, Pin Curls, because it is between shows on a, on a two-show this day This is today. real life, yo! <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, please enjoy this episode here with Michaela Diamond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here you go. One, two, three.
She made her Broadway debut in the smash hit The Share Show alongside a laundry list of seasoned Broadway veterans, including Stephanie J. Block, Teal Wicks, and Jared Spector, not to mention befriending one of our time's leading divas, Cher herself. Now just 19 years old with a voice that I can personally listen to forever. She's currently playing Babe, the youngest of the three Shares in The Share Show on Broadway. Michaela Diamond, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And thank you for doing this on your two-show day. You're yeah, still, still in, in pin curls. Pin curls and... <laughs> And big eye makeup. It's a good look. People at Poke always uh, look at me a little strange. <laughs> Actually, one of the, the first questions that somebody else told me to ask you was, um, I, I think might have been Jillian actually, was uh, you have very large hair. Oh my and gosh. right now you're pin curl. You said very tiny pin curls. Got to hide under all that black wig. How long does it take? I've gotten it down to a good 30-minute prep. Um, like whole face, whole hair, everything. Really? Yeah, I can do it in about thirty minutes. That's that doesn't impressive. really include my like physical warm up. I want more time than that, but yeah, yeah I've gotten down. Well, that, that's impressive. Um, but normally on this podcast, we go back to the childhood. Amazing. And you're kind of still in it. <laughs> but let's go back even farther. Okay. So where did you where did you grow up as a wee lad? A wee a wee lass. I grew up in Margate, New Jersey, on the beach. So very different from New York City. Um, but I loved it. I feel like I got the best of both worlds. I moved to the city when I was eleven, um, and so I learned how to ride a bike and learned to swim and all of that stuff in the suburbs. And then came to New York and learned how to be an adult too fast. <laughs> um, but I love I loved both places. Um, I, I grew up with my mom um, in New York, uh, and we moved here together for me, for theater and all mm -hmm. of that jazz. Um, and I'm forever thankful for that because we clearly made the right decision, I think. I hope, yeah. <laughs> She's proud. <laughs> is it, uh, you have any siblings? You're an only child? Only child, which yeah. I think is a big reason why we're able to just pick up and move. I uh, did it. Uh, I did a small kids' theater production of Sound of Music, and I was Marta. And... Um, we rented an apartment in New York for the time being. We got home. I started seventh grade in Margate. And then a month in, we looked at each other and we were like, hmm, should we move? Should we just get up and go? And we did. A month later, we wow. were living in New York. And she found a job about a year later. And mm -hmm. we were on a budget of all budgets. But, you know, you hustle. Yeah. And was your dad in the picture at this time? Or? He, my mom and dad got divorced when I was about eight, um, seven, eight. And uh, he, I saw him, I see him probably like once a month um, when I was growing up and in high school still. And now he comes and supports all my shows and it's lovely. But um, Deb, my mom's my biggest supporter and my best friend. So yeah. I'm lucky yeah, to have seem, her. You seem in what I can find with you online, it sounds like <laughs> you are where you are much because of your mother. Yeah, and she's not yeah. a theater person at all, which is really? always surprising. Yeah, I mean, she loves it. She goes by herself to the theater all the time, takes herself on dates and whatever, but she knows nothing about it. I mean, has never, could not act or sing or dance for her life. So it's kind of a perfect combination because she can't, give me notes. Huh? Like, she doesn't know anything about it, so it's great. It's like the perfect stage mom. Yes, exactly. So it's like she supports you enough <laughs> yeah. so that you can do it, and then you're yes. of your own merit. Yeah, you you make it. Yeah, that's great. I love coming home, and she, she, she'll just be like, I, I think I need my fix. I'm going to go to the share show next week. <laughs> like, she comes, like, probably once a month to... To give in her fix. Do parents bit. of cast members get in for free? Do, they, do, do you give her? How does that work? Because I know that like there are people that go hundreds and hundreds of times. 
No, no, no. She usually pays. I mean, once in a while, she'll. You're saying like there's something wrong with that, but there, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think so either. I think, I mean, she shouldn't get in for free, but um, once in a while, she'll come to pick me up or something mm-hmm. in between a two show day, and she'll sit in my dressing room and just listen in, through the monitor in for all of Act Two. And the first time she did it, she was like, "Your beat goes on was fantastic. I couldn't see, but it was." So great. I was like, you were <laughs> the cutest human being ever. Thank you. But you you got started performing in dance, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Like that was like my first love. Yeah. And what for sure. what age was that? Oh, I started dancing before I could. I mean, I was like two in class. Um, and my mom was a yoga teacher. So I've been like, I was, she always says, I stretched you as a baby. That's why you're so flexible, which is a lie, but she can pretend that that's what happened. Um, and yeah, I, I loved dance. And then I kind of grew out all of my studios in Margate. And so she opened one herself and hired all of these incredible teachers who I'm still in touch with now. And um, and I took an array of classes. And when I moved to the city, I was always, I mean, my dream all through high school was like to be a dancer on Broadway, like ensemble dancer. Like that was the goal. And, um, and then it didn't really necessarily happen like that. But better. So, um, it's cool. It's, it's funny. Like the way, once you get something, how your dreams change and your goals change. It's really fascinating. It's, it's really interesting to me because like I said in the intro, uh, your voice is just phenomenal. It is incredible. And, and everything I could find was just dance this and dance that and dance, dance. But where did, where did the singing come in? Where did you learn to sing like this? Um, I always, very similar to Cher, she said this in interviews, which is weird, um, but very similar to her. I was very small as a kid. Like I was just, I was like 4'11 for like years. Like I only had a growth spurt like sophomore year of high school. I'll tell you now. And 5'6". Um, <laughs> <laughs> Drop a phone, okay. Stupid. Um, yeah, I... I'm 5'6 now, but I was 4'11 for like years. And um, and I, I, what were we talking about? <laughs> it was, it's her fault. It's uh, all her fault. We're singing came in. We're singing came in. Yes. yes thank you, Chelsea Nackman. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I, I, I loved how big I felt because my voice was always so big um, in my tiny little body. And Cher always says that too. She was like, I just loved that singing made me feel big. Yeah. Um, and like it takes up space. And I think <laughs> this is getting deep maybe too fast, but like I think as girls, it's so important to learn at a young age that taking up space is so much better than trying to take up less. Um, and so – I loved that about singing. Uh, and I started singing really young. I mean, that was definitely my second passion and love and whatever. Um, and I I loved like belting a belting a song in a in a musical and like knowing that it landed. Like that's such a cool feeling. Like a lot of people are like, I love to make people laugh. I love to land a song. You know, like mm-hmm. that feels so good to me. Um, and then I but I will say, like, when I was auditioning for Cher, I went into those auditions and I almost didn't go because I couldn't really sing the material. And I was like, I don't, yeah. I was like, I don't want to embarrass myself. Like this is in front of a huge casting office. Like I really, I genuinely wasn't sure if I could do it. And quick story, this is hilarious. But I went into my audition, the music 
uh, our music supervisor, Daryl Waters, who's amazing. He, I was doing Song for the Lonely in my audition, mm-hmm. and it was too high. And um, so they brought it down in my audition, a key. And I, it fit so much better in my voice. I was like, great. Left the audition, jump cut to first rehearsal of the Share Lab. I had booked the role. First rehearsal is usually all vocals. And since there were so many for the three of us, it was like the cast met and then it was the three of us for the rest of the day mm-hmm. just doing our songs. And um, it was me and then Stephanie J. Block was sitting right next to me. And we get to song for the lonely. And Stephanie starts that song. And she she goes, I think that this song is a little low for me. Like, can we just lift the key? And I look at Daryl across the room and I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait, this can't happen. Like, I don't know. No, it was too high for me in the audition. Like, we have to keep it at this key, whatever. I didn't say any of this, but like I'm having a full panic attack in my head. Like, I'm about to be fired first day of rehearsal. Um, and then Andrew, she goes, is it going to be like the Star Spangled Banner where it gets higher in the end? I don't want to like F myself over. And Andrew, our music director goes, no, 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 no. It'll fall on Michaela. And I was like, (laughs) what the heck is happening? I am literally going to be fired first day. And, um, and we get to my part and I was like, I'm just not really sure that I can sing this. (laughs) And, um, and then Andrew was like, well, why don't you just try? And I was like, well, I'm not going to like not try in front of Stephanie and like ruin it for everybody. So I tried and, and little by little, I, I like kind of just learned a different part of my voice and through lessons and whatever. Um, and now that is the version in the show, that higher version, but that was a journey of getting there. I mean, I, it's, I'm, I'm 19. So your voice is still dramatically changing Mm -hmm. and, um, figuring out how to, you know, sustain eight times a week is, fascinating and but it's been I mean it's good I love I love singing it's it's a good time I just am sad that um it becomes less of a um there's no singing in the shower let's put it that way when you do eight times a week yes there's no more like fun let's learn a song at home belt it out and then go do your eight times that's not a thing I was just talking to Erica Henningsen about that we both like can't playfully sing anymore which is the only sad part about it but it can serve your voice and rest it every chance you get yeah I mean the songs are not easy no by any stretch of the imagination no and they're all higher than the original versions did you Cher never sang that (laughs) (laughs) did you um, did you do any sort of Cher impersonation before the show or did you just go in there and you just sang a a Cher song and I in the audition you mean yeah yeah I, I didn't really I didn't really I definitely kept it to to who I was and my um, my voice, especially speaking wise, it, but it was much easier for me to um, transition my singing voice into more her. So I gave them a little like that, like deep kind of throaty flair um, in the in the voice part in the songs. Mm-hmm. But speaking wise, I really didn't. I walked into that audition and was like, "Let me just give you what I am, and then you, hopefully, I'm you can mold me." And, and, you know, through work sessions, they were like, yeah, you can take notes. Great. And we kept going. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, how, how did... What are the notes? Like, what is so, how does someone say, be more share-ish? Um, well, what's great, it was, it was less that because when the process started, we, our director made it very clear to the three of us that we wanted to tell her story and not do an impression. That was the first round of this performance. Mm -hmm. Little by little, we learned in our out of town tryout that there's a huge expectation when people are coming to the share show and it has to be, it has to be share. It has to be that impression. Um, and so it it changed over the last you know year to be what it is today. Mm -hmm. um, like even Stephanie was like, "Oh, so we're opening with turn back time. So like I need to be share. Like there's no in between. There's no Stephanie telling Cher's story, which was what it was at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, but we had an incredible, incredible voice coach who teaches at Juilliard. Kate, who really helped us with the, like, be more share thing. <laughs> um, she totally would give us, first it was kind of coordinating the three of us to sound similar, and then it would be like, here's an ism she does, or like, she will, um, like, accent her sentences in this certain way, or like, her comedy is really dry in this huh. moment, so she, you just have to do nothing and just say the, like, all of these little things, and we started to find her. And I think Stephanie found her first. And then when I was able to listen to another human that wasn't share, do share, I was able to kind of click into what those things you could do with your mouth are that make it really easy to just pop in whenever you want instead of um, pretending that you like can't really do it out of context. Like that was totally a thing in Chicago where I was like, I'm not sure if I can do it unless it's the line. And then you learn that what to do with your mouth to, that just makes it work. <laughs> That's amazing. I love I love seeing this in person, like not in <laughs> costume. I'm just like, ah, the blonde girls <laughs> and the share voice. <laughs> um, going back to your to your audition, mm. um, that was a week before you were set to go to Carnegie Mellon. Yeah, yeah, it was insane, an insane week. I mean, I funny we were just talking about birth right before we started recording, but I. Had my first audition, my callback, and then the day after my callback, I went to Israel. And throughout the entire birthright trip, I was waiting for a call. And I would call my mom being like, nope, haven't gotten anything, haven't gotten anything. And then um, I finally got a call like three days before I was supposed to come home. And it wasn't that I got it. It was that they wanted to see me again. <laughs> and I was like, this is a joke, but obviously I'm going in and they were like, they want you to dress up and straighten your hair. I said, okay. And I went and got a blowout and had it fixed straight in the middle part, kind of like Teal's wig, mm -hmm. the lady wig. And, um, and I wore this red jumpsuit and showed up in heels. And, um, I walked in and our director was like, look, we love you. We just, you're 18 and we want to make sure you can take notes fast because it's a lab and it's going to, 
you know, we got to get this thing on the road. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. And as soon as he said that, I was like, I think I got it because I can take notes. Like I've been working my butt off for, you know, 10 years to like take notes fast. So, and then we had a work session for like an hour where he threw different things at me through this for the sides and different, you know, thoughts on Sonny and Cher's relationship and all those like love scenes. And, um, and I got the call 30 minutes later. So you walked out the door and then it was like, that was it. You remember yeah. where you were when you got the call? I was, I had just gotten home. I mean, I, I walked out of that final callback and I took Bernie Telsey out of outside the room. And I was like, look, I want this so bad. I, also need a fast turnaround time because I'm leaving for Carnegie Mellon in two days. Um, and I genuinely need to go pack my apartment if if I'm leaving. Like, yeah. I'm, I need to know. And he was like, we'll give you a fast turnaround time. Like, whatever. I was expecting, like, the next day. Right. But then I got the call. I had traveled home, got the call, and was like, mom! <laughs> like, yeah. flip, just freaking out. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, it was like my whole life turned upside down. That's so Bernie. Oh, yeah. He's just a dad. He's such a dad. Um, But was that a hard choice to to decide not to go to college? Um, What's funny is senior year, I was like the most BFA human being ever at LaGuardia High School. And um, I like loved the audition process for schools. Like I auditioned for 13 of them. Like I really wanted to go to Carnegie. And... um, so at first, I think I just, but the reason I wanted to go was because I wanted the the, the end game to be Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to learn how to get there. And then I got there. So it wasn't, yes, there's like a part of me that's like, I just want to go to a school and learn so I can feel smarter. But I'm learning all of those musical theater things. I'm learning the exact same things that all of my best friends are learning at their schools, just under higher stakes, Mm -hmm. like in front of 1,400 people. And I totally mess up all the time. I make so many mistakes. Um, But I have to, like, I have to learn them somewhere. So I'm going to learn them in front of people. And that's, like, that's okay. I'm happy to, I'm happy that um, I have the opportunity to do that. Um, So I, so it wasn't too hard of a decision. Um, but it definitely was one. I mean, I I definitely was like, oh, there's a chapter in my life that will kind of be missed. Um, but then there's this oh, really awesome chapter that I'm living instead. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Do you think you'll ever go back to like a, a, a four-year university like that? Or, I definitely or? won't go back for musical theater. I actually just got an email the other day from Carnegie Mellon being like, would you like to defer for your last time? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> um, but I would love I would love to go back for something else. I would love to go back. What do you think you would go back for? Um women's studies, certain times in history really interest me. Writing. I'd like you I don't know. I'd love to figure out a way to make my mind work a little bit more as a director, maybe at some point. Hmm. Um I like but I you know, because I'm not in school, I try and create a bit of my own curriculum. For a while, it was like, the show is the show. And now that I'm a little more settled, I'm like, well, I need to read all the Tom Stoppard plays. And I'm I'm holding, like, Shakespeare clubs with all my friends so we can, like, read all the plays. And I know them. And, like, but a huge part of me is, like, maybe I'll, you know, renegotiate one more time and then go run over to London and, like, study at the 
Rada, like whatever. I, I think there's like a lot of different paths I could take, but so much of me wants to learn as much as I can. Like I want to be, it, it, like just because I'm not going to school doesn't mean I'm definitely going to take classes, you know? Right. Yeah, I think um, my my prediction is that because of who you who you are playing and the show you are playing it in, <laughs> that you're probably gonna, going to start working on non undisclosed projects uh, as soon as you're out or before you even leave, and I think it will go. It will hop like that. So, do you, I hope so. Do you? I mean, you're 19. Do you realize? I guess the 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 enormity is that a word? Yeah. En- enorm- enormity of the position that you've that you've obtained now, like with very little formal musical theater training, you've landed one of the biggest roles on Broadway right now. Yeah, and, Ooh, and what I like that. And you're damn good at it. <laughs> Thank you. So, like, do you, I, I will say I went to LaGuardia High School in the city, mm-hmm. and um, I did a buttload of shows outside of that. And, um, you know, I went for drama. So I did Meisner. I've done voice and speech classes. I've, I've had on-camera classes. Like, and, and uh, so once I got into the room, I was like, I have some of these tools. Let me, let me start to just fill the toolbox with more of them. And I'll, 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 you know, figure out which tools need to go in from my other peers, from my coworkers who have been, who are veterans. I mean, I'm by far the youngest one. It's not like Mean Girls where they're all like 20s, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm in a show where like there's very few (laughs) 20-year-olds. And so I guess I'm, I feel like um, I got really lucky with my cast that I'm able to learn so much from them. Um, so yes, I, I, yeah, sometimes I like look at the look at the house and I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm standing here. Um, but I do feel like there was a certain amount of work that I did to get here. Um, and I'm glad you think it's going okay. <laughs> but there are totally t- I mean I would say and I talk to Jared about this all the time because I feel like I have a <laughs> um teenage life crisis every every few weeks but there's totally I mean I would say like 5 out of 8 shows a week I walk off and I'm like I shouldn't do this anymore. Really? Yeah, like I'm not I'm just not a good a- I'm not a good actor. <laughs> and then there will be like two shows a week where I'm like that I was so I was fully living in these moments, and I love and I love being spontaneous with Stephanie, and like and I'll just f- get fed kind of that like you know that musical theater high, mm-hmm. and the high balances out all the lows. But um, yeah, there are totally there's like definitely a show a week where I walk out and I'm like I'm not sure if I can do this. Do you, do you deal with? A lot of self-doubt like that in general, or is it just kind of a um, show like this? No, I I don't know. It's funny. When you say self-doubt, I mean, that's exactly what I, I just described. But it's less, in my head at least, it's less self-doubt and more, um, I think I'm very realistic. Like, like I, <laughs> I often ask myself, well, why would I do this if I can't be Meryl Streep? If I can't be the best at what I do, what's the point? Then I take a step back and I'm like, that's super stupid, right? There's all, but that, there's a huge part of my brain that continuously asks that question. 
Um, That's but a to high me, bar it's not, to be to- real, yeah, absolutely. Street, yeah. But if, she, but, but, do you know what I'm saying? Right. In a certain sense, like. If that's the goal, like, what am I doing if I'll never be able to reach that? However, that's a horrible way of looking at things. Like, all your viewers are going to be like, she's so horrible and (laughs) negative and whatever. But there are also those shows that I'm like, this is exactly where I'm meant to be. I am I am good at this. Like I have so much more to give, and I'll be like, that moment didn't hit. Can't wait. wait, Can't wait to go back and do it again the next show. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we. We've talked to a lot of people on this podcast and some very successful ones, like yeah. some young ones and some some not so young ones. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a theory that like to the more successful you are, the more like anxiety and depression you have to deal with in a personal life. And I don't know if that's I'm I'm generalizing very sure. broadly here, but I feel like it's it's it, how do I want to put this? That uh, uh, to know who you are at that level allows you to be that more vulnerable and therefore that more successful on stage. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah, I have a few thoughts. I think that uh, if you navigate it well, like I I don't um, (laughs) – I don't have that much anxiety as a human being, but there are definitely moments in time when I'm doing double duty, which is like I'm doing eight times a week and also doing another reading or lab – at the same time, mm-hmm. those are moments when I'm like, sh- I feel like I'm shutting down mentally because I'm like trying to put my focus on so many places at once. Um, but I also, uh, I think I have a, a great amount of, um, I just know who I am and I know what will get me through the week. I have two Pilates classes a week that I like have to go to for like my mental meditation place that like will reset my week and like those moments when I'm like, this is not right for me. It's more like, no, like you just have to work really hard to get there. Um, But I have like certain, that's just an example, but I have those certain moments and these certain people that I put myself around that will continuously remind me of those things as well as myself. Um, So I don't think you have to be, and I don't think this is what you're saying, but I don't think you necessarily have to be depressed to be like present or like emotionally available on stage. No, no, I was not saying that. Totally. All, yeah. But um I think I think there is like even Stephanie J. Block struggles with with like, should I do this? And she's like super successful. I think it's just more physically demanding than I thought it would be. Not not necessarily voice-wise, but just like body-wise, there's a there's a level of commitment that you have to give to the show. And like, do you have anything left at the end of the night? Maybe not. Some weeks, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's, like, I often ask the question, like, do I want to not have anything left at the end of the night for the rest of my life? Maybe not. Maybe I want more other skills. Maybe I want to try TV film. Maybe it would mm-hmm. be worth it if I was getting paid $60,000 an episode. Do you know what I mean? So there are all of these questions are things I think about a lot. Um, but to like travel back a little bit, I also like every single night, if you haven't seen the show, I have this moment in act two where Stephanie kind of passes the torch back to me and I do this incredible dance number beat goes on and get to literally step into the, the spotlight and sing this song about her movie career and her winning the Oscar and her having all of these ups and downs and not getting parts for two years and then winning the Oscar and whatever. 
And um, every night I get to like live that dream, like, which is mine. So because, which was such a gift from our writer. I mean, we had no idea what to put in that spot for so long that like act two picked me up. And then he finally put that on the table three days before Chicago. And we were like, this is it. This is it. This is the number. Um, But I'm so thankful for that number because it is, it's such a reality check. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you might be tired, but you are literally living your dream right now in a spotlight. That's crazy. I, I, I've seen the show and I, I love it. I love that number. It's yeah. one. Of, it, it stands out as one of my my absolute favorites. Yeah, it's fun to like tell a story, and I feel the entire audience be on the same page as me. Yeah, yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so the, your, your career basically has just like skyrocketed oh. in the last, what, 2018? When did you get, when did you start in Chicago? Yeah, that uh, was summer, like last June. summer, right? Yeah, it was yeah. June of 2018. Yeah, summer 2018. And so like now all of a sudden, you know, all, all over all the the Broadway mm. interwebs and everything and doing podcasts and everything. Yeah. Is this is this what you imagined not even being I was going to say early 20s, you're not even there yet. Is this what you imagined being a 19, 20-year-old was going to be and and do you really do you, do you think that you're going to like wake up at 25 and be like, "Oh, I missed out on the ability to go out and be a stupid teenager cuz no no totally not i mean i people ask me that a lot like really? yeah do you like wish you could like make mistakes and go to college and drink and whatever but um i, I grew up in new york city first of all so like i do feel like laguardia was almost like a fake out college mm-hmm. in a way um i've always been very independent like i never had a curfew like all of that stuff was not really a thing. So I don't feel like I've missed out on that. I really don't. Um, because I, I, I will have conversations with Jared or Rick, our writer, and go out to drinks with them after a show and like have these super intellectual conversations that like make me think for weeks on end. Drinking and, water, of course. Mm-hmm, yes, totally, yes. totally. Um, and those conversations are like ex- all I've, all I've ever wanted is to like talk to a writer about like going to a party with Laurent, Laurence Olivier. Do you know what I mean? Like those, <laughs> those are the conversations I want to have. And like, not that my friends at college aren't having cool conversations, but like, that's always been me. I've always like wanted that. Um, I've always been friends with older people. I've, I love, I love being able to um, be in a cast with just like a whole bunch of vets who mm-hmm. have so much life experience and so much wisdom to give me. I feel so lucky with that. Um, it's definitely not what I expected, though. Totally not. Um, what, what do you think you expected? 
well, I, t- I expected to like go to CCM and like uh, dance my butt off and, uh, you know, go to parties and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, and then hopefully like, oh God, I remember like writing down on my vision board, like I was going to work in Disney World and then I that there I could get my equity card and then I would come back to the city and be able to go to the equity calls. And then I would like book a small ensemble role and like maybe understudy the elite. Like I had this all planned out. So it's like, Every day I'm like, I can't, it's stupid how lucky I am that I got to skip that in a way. Like I don't, it's, it, it's insane, insane. But in the same, I mean, the same light, I was like thrust into eight times a week when like I've never done that before, which was like, okay, we're learning things, you know? Oh yeah. So you were, you were 18. So there were no child labor laws in effect. No, nope. Because you're not a child anymore. <laughs> no, nope, yeah, not a child. straight eight up. Eight straight yeah. That's um, crazy. Yeah, yeah that's just that super hard. Conditioning. Yeah, and I didn't get any. Right. I just kind of hopped in, but you know, Stephanie got me through it. <laughs> Stephanie, she? yeah, she understands. Like, she's such a goddess in that way. Like, she's like, if you need to take a show, you take a show. Like, if you like, you know, you take care of yourself. I I always say like I have the self care of a person who just had a heart attack. Like, <laughs> I feel like we have so we have to take care of ourselves and what we eat and how we sleep and all mm. of those things are so, so important. That's ridiculous. I never expected to have to think about like wellness formula at 19 and like my swollen ankles that I have to like ice every night and my, you know, like all of those weird things that should not be happening to a 19 year old are totally happening to me. Well, dance, <laughs> dancing in and of itself is, is incredibly intense. And like, if you're, what, if you're doing ballet, if like, what is it? They say if you haven't made it, I put in air quotes, right? Mm-hmm. By 25, then like you, you just, you're, you're past your yeah. ability, your I physical mean, it's, ability it's to crazy. do it. It's crazy. And the heels. The oh, yeah, your heels, heels are, are intense. crazy. I mean, the, God, the, the Bob Mackie. Yeah, outfits. and just the oh, amount of back pain I have from those heels. But, you know, I do it for Bob. Yes, yes. Um, what was it like working with him? And mm. yeah, I guess we'll start with that. I yeah, working love with Bob, Bob and so. Joe. I do put it. At, I know everybody always is like, "What's it like working with Bob?" But behind the scenes, um, Bob was always there, and then his assistant Joe was always always there. And um, both of them are like the most divine human beings. Um, I loved working with them, and uh, they always made me feel really comfortable, especially like. It's kind of a weird show to start out in because you are very naked in some of the costumes. And, um, like, I'm just learning about, like, you know, like, I'm just coming into my skin. So it's like I really have to, you know, be in a comfortable place when, Mm -hmm. like, there's every – no one looks at you in the eye when you're in a fitting. You know what I mean? Like, they're pinning and you're – they're cutting and they're doing all of the things. And, like, you have to remain – confident enough to like stand there naked while they like do their thing and they were so lovely when it came to that Hmm. um they were so respectful and joyous and I loved them um and uh Mackie just made me always feel so comfortable in talking about Cher and he had so many stories and we've 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 become really good friends actually I love him yeah and what what went through your head when you first met Cher so she came to our lab presentation when I still hadn't gotten the contract for, you know, Chicago or Broadway. Mm-hmm. And um, she came to our second presentation, so our last our last thing. And uh, 
I had straightened my hair and was wearing bell bottoms and whatever. And um, Stephanie was hiding away in the upstairs room. And uh, I went down to say hi. We were kind of summoned. And um, she had a whole posse crew of people with her. And we, we, um, she chatted with us for a little bit, shook our hands, and then kind of put us into a circle, the whole cast, and was like, look, with her, her big sunglasses and hat, and you couldn't really see her face. And she was like, look, we're all here because we, we love what we do. So um, don't fuck it up. Yeah, that's what she said. And we were all like, great, super not nervous, phenomenal. (laughs) No pressure. It was was a little weird. I almost think I went, I was so nervous that I, I almost like balanced out myself. Like all of a sudden I was really calm. I also like felt really strong about the work we had done. Um, And so right before we started, I was, I felt really grounded. Um, and and we did it, and I, I told myself, like, just stay in your own zone and your own show, especially until your section is over. I say that lightly because we're in the whole show, but, like, the mm-hmm. bulk of my section is the first 45 minutes. And then, um, and then I started to look at her, and I couldn't help it. I wanted to see what she thought. <laughs> but it was cool. She's the most intimidating person, and we call her the planet because she has such a gravitational pull. Um, but she's also— just the coolest human being and you know That's you want wonderful. you want to sit next to her and ask her all the questions yeah um you mentioned a couple times uh, earlier in the chat here that uh you want you thought about you possibly do women's studies and um you know that you you had a great uh when you talk about singing about you know women should fill up the space yeah. but i was reading too that you also identify as being queer yes 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 yeah so bye uh, bye okay so do you feel obligated to represent the, the queer community even, like, in the position you're in now at such a young age? Or do you, like, the political the activism, like, do you want to save that for no. later? Are you called to that? No, I would not like to save it for later. <laughs> I would love, yeah, yeah. I think um, not many people get the chance to have a platform at such a young age. Um, and I would love to use it. I mean, I hope I am. Currently, I get so many messages from people being like, I've never met somebody who's bi and on Broadway and a lead and playing share. And that's so cool. And like, thank you for being open about it. Um, And I think like my generation is kind of um, a lot more open and active about it, especially just because we're living in such a shit time. So it's like easy for us to acknowledge how shitty it is. Mm -hmm. um, Where everybody, like not everybody, that's such a generalization, but like before it was like, we try and hide all the issues, whereas our our people are like, let's lay them all out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like, I think I the biggest thing is just to be myself. I I guess I don't feel like an obligation to do anything besides that, um, and be open about that. Um, but yeah, I think. I think Cher has also helped in that. Like, I wouldn't have necessarily said two years ago, like, I'm queer. But um, she's, like, the most unapologetic human being. And I was like, why Why would I not be that if I'm playing that role? Like, that's totally, like, a positive thing I can take from her. Um, and so, like, whenever somebody asked me, it was like, of course, yeah. Like, that's exactly who I am. And I'm, like, totally not afraid to say that anymore which is so great like I that was never like a thing 
that it could be so accepted. Um, and like my mom is just the coolest. I was like in a car ride with her on like a road trip. And I was like having a very casual conversation about my generation and like how we've been identifying and how like gender is kind of becoming like obliterating and whatever. And um, and I was like, I think, I think if I had to be closest to anything, it would be by. And I just remember... And I didn't even say it like I was coming out or anything. And she was like, yeah, I think if I was in your generation, I would be too. <laughs> and I was like, yes, mom, that's correct. If there was any right answer in that situation, that was it. Um, mom seems really cool. Yeah, she's the coolest. Wow. With her thick Boston accent. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I can't do Boston accent. It's hard. Yeah, park the car. Yep, that's my go-to, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we are running short on time here. You've mm. got to get back to PT, I hear. Important. Yes, but uh, to, f- to wrap up the podcast here, yeah. we always have three questions that I ask everybody to close this out. First one, very simply, what motivates you? Oh, my goodness. That's such a great question to ask everybody. Uh, I would say my mom. And I would also say... Uh, this sounds really weird, but I'll explain in a second. Like, the humans around me are so incredibly impactful in what I do. And so, like, my writer, Rick, completely motivates me to do a, a great show every night. Jared on stage will lock eyes, and all of a sudden I'll do a great show. Um, and I think, like, Shakespeare, like, writers motivate me to, like, want to learn more, reading, all of that stuff. All right. Yeah. What advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now starting out down a similar path? <clears throat> I would say try and be exactly who you want to be in the world and stop apologizing for that. Um, I will never apologize for a show, no matter how poorly I think I did. It's just not worth it. Um uh, yeah, and to continue to acknowledge my self-worth, especially as a teenager. It's a hard thing to do. Okay. And last question. If you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what show would you see? Shit. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't have to be on Broadway right now, no, right? anything. Oh, God. This is so hard, you guys. Oh, my God. There's so many choices. Sorry. I'll be late for PT. <laughs> this is this is very important to me. What is there like an obvious answer that I'm missing? What? What was the first thing that came to mind? Well, the first thing was weirdly, if I forget, which is weird. It was this play that I was like obsessed with for a year. There you go. So I'll say that that okay. was like my first instinct. That's a little sad to see every day. Well, that's why the question's not easy. Yeah, it's not. All right. Well, you can, signing uh, off. <laughs> I'm going to think about it more. Well, you can you can uh, just email or, or okay. send a message and we'll add. Great. We'll, you can just record yourself and we'll dub it into this episode. Great. Yeah. Can't wait. So we can get uh, more of you on Instagram at Michaela underscore diamond and on Twitter at Michaela diamond underscore. Wasn't available the other way. You know? I know. You should just 
kick out that other Michaela Diamond. <laughs> Get more of me at theater underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash official theater podcast. Listen and subscribe via the theaterpodcast.com. Rate, review, like, share, all that fun stuff. You can email me feedback at the theaterpodcast.com. This is produced by Jillian Hockman. And thank you to Jukebox the Ghost for the lovely intro and outro music you're hearing right now. Michaela, thank you. This has been so wonderful. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.